you really mustn't, darling. I... All right. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Welcome to... Good afternoon. Can I comment? Good evening. Good evening. What's the good morning, good afternoon, good it's evening, fun. and good night? What movie was that? It was a Jim Carrey movie. Jim Carrey movie. It was Truman, uh, Show. Truman Show. Truman Show. And in case I don't see you, what was it? <laughs> oh, dang, I forget. I What's forget. up, everybody? What's up? How you doing? Welcome, Welcome back. to another episode of Can I Comment? I'm Michael. And I'm Jake. And I'm here with Jake. Hey, before we jump into this, do us a huge favor. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe on I, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Um, we are la.church on Instagram. And uh, it'll it'll help you keep up with just all the different things going on. We've got some exciting announcements coming up soon. Very soon. Some exciting changes on the way. Some growth. Some growth. Yes. Some, some, um, some next steps. It's going to be really fun. So keep a lookout for that. That's a very pastoral um, thing of you to say. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? Some next steps. Some next steps. Going to have some next steps. <laughs> going to lean into some next steps. Um, <laughs> but today... I feel like what we're going to talk about is, uh, well, it's it's a good, it, it kind of like proves what you've been saying all along, I think. Progressive Christianity. Progressive Christianity it's is not, no Christianity at all. No Christianity at all. Steve Burgess, progressive Christianity is no <laughs> Christianity at all. No, we do want to talk about this though. So the Gospel Coalition, um, who, I don't know if you read a lot of their stuff. I happen to like quite a bit of what they put out. They're very diversified. They're very diversified. their views. Mm-hmm. And they're the last people that I ever expected to be vindicated by. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, and so they had uh, this really interesting article come out uh, last week. Um, and the headline was this, Three Surprises from New Research on Progressive and Conservative Christians. Yes. Um, which is, is really uh, interesting, something we've talked a lot about on the podcast so we're going to dive into some of this stuff. So basically the question that they were trying to answer, um, and they use a few different resources. One of them is a book called One Faith No Longer, The Transformation of Christianity in Red and Blue America uh, by George Yancey and someone else whose name Ashley I can't Kozig? pronounce. Yeah, I yep. uh, can't recommend the book because I haven't read it. I started doing um, a little bit of research did on you? it. Yeah, yeah. So George Yancey is a writer. And one of the interesting things that I found is that he... Uh, belongs to a political party. I think it's called the American Solidarity Party. Okay, it's a Christian Democratic political party. Really? That I don't. I started doing some like quick. Okay. You know, reading on it. It sounds very interesting. Did you donate? Did you did I, you donate? To I did the, not to donate. No. Nope. <laughs> um, but I was I was reading it. It was very interesting. It's it's basically um, it struck my interest because mm-hmm. uh, it kind of grows out of a Reformed theology. Okay. Uh, Abraham Kuyper, uh, who was a theologian in the Netherlands mm-hmm. in the early 1900s, um, was part of um, having some pretty extensive uh, political social influence on their nation okay. that grew out of their theology. Okay, um, And it sounds like kind of a modern version of, okay. of that. So it was really interesting. And it, well, the reason that struck me as interesting is because the book is about how progressive, quote, Christianity mm-hmm. identifies primarily with its political views mm-hmm. versus, quote, conservative mm-hmm. Christianity right, right. Um, <laughs> identifies with doctrine, with theology. Right. And, uh, but it was interesting that he's okay. to be quite involved in a political party. Okay. But that grows out of his doctrine right. and theology. Interesting. Yeah, because I guess so, so they, they essentially set out to answer the question, are conservative Christians prone to politicizing their faith, compl- conflating Republican Party politics with biblical fidelity? 
Because that's often the conversation. Yes, is, exactly. It's all about how conservative, mm-hmm. quote, conservative Christians conflate their religious exercise and beliefs with exactly politics. their their faith um, forming their politics, essentially, and and essentially putting that above. I would say else. they're they're accused of their politics informing their faith. Politics informing their faith. Yes, right. That is the accusation. Yeah. So they kind of look into this. Now, before we jump in, they define, here's how they say they defined this. So in defining conservative and progressive Christians, which, because those two words are just so, you, you hear one or the other and everyone immediately has a defense mm-hmm. mechanism come up, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in defining conservative and progressive Christians, the authors use theological rather than political criteria. Mm-hmm. Individuals who believe the Bible is the inherent word of God and say Jesus is the only path to salvation, they put in the uh, conservative Christian Bucket. Count me in. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm a far right conservative, then. Uh, I'm an, I'm an alt right conservative. Go ahead and put me in the alt right yeah. category of um, conservative Christian. Exactly. Um, and then they essentially, the other bucket would be those who do not believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God and do not see Jesus as the only path to salvation are progressive Christians. So right. that would be how probably we have defined. Yeah, this it, we've right. always looked at it theologically, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's the the best way to look at it because Christianity uh, is inherently a theological thing. Right. You can't add your own definition to what the word means. Um, you have to go by what you mm-hmm. know grows out of the scriptures. So, to me, this article is is really vindicating <laughs> and validating. Um, what did you say you wanted to to name the episode? What was it? I think I just wanted to call it Progressive Christianity. Progressive no Christianity, Christianity at all. Vindicated, vindicated by, by the Gospel TGC. Coalition. <laughs> Thank you, Gospel Coalition. Yeah. So, all right, let's jump into this. And, what and I, that's not even an offensive thing to say right. to somebody who identifies as a, quote, progressive Christian. Right. Um, because exactly like this article talks about, mm-hmm. um, it is it is for them much less about theology and much mm-hmm. more about political ideology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. So before we jump into these these surprise, you know, three surprises, as they say, um, it's interesting. They say everywhere we turn, we hear that conservative evangelicalism has become overly politicized and partisan, unable to speak to power prophetically. And we can certainly point to people in places where this has been the case, right? So yeah. obviously that happens. And, the, and some really gross abuses. Yes. Of yep. of the name Christian mm-hmm. happen in in quote yep. conservative Christianity. Right, there's no doubt about right. that. Like chanting "Let's go, Brandon" that, in a church service, like was. <laughs> I haven't seen that. You told me about that yesterday. That to me is appalling. Right, a- absolutely appalling. And obviously, we're joking about being quote alt right. Yes, conservative Christians. Yes, um, because there's no doubt abuse. But I think what we do see is that when it comes to, I think a lot of the major maybe news outlets mm-hmm. or just, you know, mm-hmm. culturally influential uh, outlets and voices, um, that tends to be the only abuse right? Uh, or only conflation of mm-hmm. Christianity with politics that we get told about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this article um, that draws out of this book that George Yancey and mm-hmm. Ashley Q. Q. Ashley uh, Q. Not, not to be mistaken. QAnon. It reveals some really interesting things. Yeah. It does. Well, and it's, I think what's interesting is that, uh, and this is, you know, they basically say we're wrong to assume that the answer to this politicization is found by turning to the Christian left. Right. Kind of this idea. And what's interesting is the Gospel Coalition also published an article around the same time that was essentially like reasons people deconstruct. Okay. And of course, the deconstruction movement, movement went after it 
They, really, oh, they like really it. hard. No, they really basically uh, one of the reasons they said that people do is for street cred <laughs> was their last reason, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy. They they essentially mm. went that, after that it. could be true, though. 100%. Because, because even one of the, the points that they make, and I'm sorry if I'm getting it. No, 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 you're good. Skipping ahead. But like one of the points that they make in this article is uh, a very strong data proven reluctance among progressive, mm -hmm. quote, Christians mm -hmm. to ever dissent from their political party. Right. Um, or to dissent uh, in in view or opinion on a particular mm -hmm. issue, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the um, political left. Um, and a lot of times I think the reason people don't want to dissent on particular issues or break from their, mm -hmm. you know, whatever their party is on stuff, um, is because it's scary. Right. And there's that fear of man factor mm -hmm. and, you know, what do you, what do you want to call it? Maintaining your street cred or right. just not wanting to be mm -hmm. canceled or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that can be a, a mm -hmm. really scary exercise. And so, you know, they're probably right about right. that. And I think right. everybody deep down knows what it's like to dissent an opinion mm -hmm. from the popular opinion. Yep. Yep. And that could be a scary thing mm -hmm. um, until you start doing it. Right. And then it kind of becomes exciting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's so interesting because so many of those, in fact, the, the kind of the leading people in that movement right now, one of the biggest reasons they say that they're deconstructing and have deconstructed, especially over the last few years, is because of the evangelical church's alignment. Mm -hmm with what they would call Trumpism. Right. So kind of this idea of, um, it's almost like all of Christianity has gone towards this super right form of politics, mm -hmm. this super right form of conservatism. Mm -hmm. um, kind of what it seems to be finding out is that maybe not, mm -hmm. might not be as exactly true right. as we thought. Right. right? Well, as gets as um, like put before us by the media. Exactly. Exactly. So the first, the first response, or the first surprising, uh, I guess, uh, discovery is essentially this progressive Christians are more likely to establish their identity through politics while conservative Christians find their identity in theology. Yes. An example of that, uh, they can emphasize political values relating to social justice as they determine who is part of their in-group. They tend to be less concerned about theological agreement. Conservative Christians, however, do not push do not put strong emphasis on political agreement in order to determine if you are one of them. Their major concern is whether you agree with them on core theological points. Mm -hmm. And this is what I thought was interesting. For this reason, progressive Christians tend to be more accepting of groups that are traditionally politically progressive uh, than they are of conservative Christians. By contrast, conservative Christians tend to reject Muslims, atheists um, as part of what this calls an outgroup, but they do not necessarily reject political liberals. Which is interesting. Yeah. And I, it's important to highlight that the um, the progressive Christian tends to be more accepting of groups that are traditionally politically progressive. And then the two examples. Muslims and atheists. Muslims, Muslims right. And atheists, yeah. Right. So they would be more accepting of. On the grounds of political agreement. On the grounds of political agreement with a Muslim agreement. or an atheist. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's not, a, this is not a new thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that, in fact, this discussion goes back to um, the the early 20th century in the 1900s as uh, theolog uh, theological seminaries were getting more liberal in their theology. Mm -hmm. um, and so you were having uh, breaks in the, the seminaries where people, certain people wanting to hold to a, uh, a Christianity that grows out of doctrine, mm -hmm. um, breaking away from people who were uh, gravitating towards things like the social gospel, mm -hmm. um, uh, Princeton University is um, a good example of that. You have people who broke off and started Westminster mm -hmm. Theological Seminary, mm -hmm. uh, wanting to stay true to an Orthodox Christianity. 
So this is not a new, and mm-hmm. even the the statement you know that we've been making that's that's just a version of a very old statement, right? That we're dealing um, not with two different expressions of the same thing, mm-hmm. but we're dealing with two different religions, two different things, right. two different religions, mm-hmm. um, and that's I mean that conversation has been around for over a century, right? What do you think is one thing that I think is really interesting is um, basically progressive progressive Christians are naturally they're more political in a general sense, right? Um, and what I think is interesting is they say, and prioritizing political alignment over theological agreement basically is is a characteristic mm-hmm. of what their research says to be true. Mm-hmm. Why is that dangerous? Well, I think it's when you say dangerous, I think you have to like think dangerous to what? Why is it dangerous to me? Well, it's dangerous to me because I want to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a political uh, conservative. I don't want to be a political liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And out of truth, because we believe that Christianity is true, we believe that the Bible is true, that's like our presupposition, that's our starting point, out of truth grows um, a worldview mm-hmm. and grows political persuasions and leanings and grows opinions about how society maybe is best ordered and mm-hmm. run mm-hmm. Um, and what is, uh, uh, what is a marriage what is God's intention for sex and sexuality and all those kinds of issues that grow out of a, a starting point of what do we believe is, is ultimately true, um, which is given to us in the scriptures. If you invert that and you allow uh, a certain view on, on a group of a set of political issues to inform your view of God, um, then you're you're just not going to end up with Christianity. You're going to end up with another religion, mm-hmm. something that is made in the image of your mm-hmm. preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very dangerous to the Christian faith to make that inversion. I think it is dangerous to the Christian faith to gather on the precedent of political agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's that's a, you're going to end up not with Christianity. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up with a, a political party mm-hmm. um, that you know still maintains its nonprofit status. Right. <laughs> like that, that's just what it's going to be. Now, that's not to say, and the article points us out, that it's not that uh, conservative Christians are apolitical, and it's not that progressive Christians are atheological. Mm-hmm. It's just what is their, their foundational... The foundation. What, what mm-hmm. you know, where's the growing mm-hmm. starting point? Mm-hmm. And so if you have, um, you know, on the conservative Christianity side, if you have uh, theology and doctrine as your starting point, that's going to equal some um, some views that spill over into the political arena, mm-hmm. and so it's not unusual that that Christians who adhere to a uh, theologically conservative um, foundational view, it's not unusual that they hold similar political leanings mm-hmm. and that they tend to lean conservative on mm-hmm. issues of marriage and mm-hmm. um, abortion, abortion, yeah, yeah, things like that. That's that's not unusual, and you would expect that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we we do believe in a unified truth here, um, and uh, there's only you can only get so creative with your interpretation in terms of uh, being able to, to dissent. And so, um, if we believe that the Bible is true, and we do, then that's going to give us some pretty firm stances on on a, you know more than a handful of topics. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good I think it's a good 
question, I guess, too. Obviously, our goal with this podcast is always just to help people think better, right? right? To help people think more deeply. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's like almost a good question everyone can ask themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, is my theology informing my politics? Or is it the inverse? Or is it the inverse? Yeah. Is my theology bending yeah. to yeah. my political belief? And that's and like I, a pretty good starting point for each of us to just go, okay, where am I at? Exactly. And I think for a lot of Christians in the West, um, if they were to be really honest, they would say that their their politics is informing their theology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's maybe even a, a layer deeper than mm-hmm. that in that fear of dissent mm-hmm. is informing their theology. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of loud people in mm-hmm. the world who don't take kindly right. to uh, cultural heresy right. or political heresy. Mm-hmm. But Orthodox Christians oftentimes will be political heretics. Right. <laughs> and you right. will dissent from the norm. Right. Um, and uh, I think we'll do an episode on that Carl Truman article mm-hmm. that uh, we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, as one of the things that he talks about is that it is good for the Christian witness mm-hmm. to dissent from popular opinion right. in, in uh, certain instances. Right. Um, and especially in the West, that may be um, really the most real way that we would experience any form of, like a form of persecution. Exactly. Right? Is, yeah. and, and that's persecution mm-hmm. in any form is part of the Christian experience. Yeah. And right now that may be kind of the most um, uh, foundational, basic way that you and I or mm-hmm. any Christian living in the West today would mm-hmm. experience that persecution. Right? Exactly, yeah. And I think one of the cool things that they point out on this, which is really interesting, is that they talk about how conservative Christians are actually more likely mm-hmm. to dissent from their political peers mm-hmm. than progressive Christians are. Mm-hmm. Which is really their second the second point, right? right. Is they're more likely, yeah. So mm-hmm. po- progressive Christians are typically going to stay in, in lockstep with mm-hmm. you know the party issues. Um, but on the conservative side, going back to your point about Trumpism, there mm-hmm. was a lot of disagreement, right. uh, a lot of fiery argument mm-hmm. among, you know, quote, conservative mm-hmm. Christians mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of like what is a more biblically true position right. on, you know, things like the environment or immigration mm-hmm. or, you know, other issues. And so to me, that's encouraging. Right. Right. Because again, theology is the foundation. Right. And so if a political position does not line up with biblical truth, then we should dissent. We should push back. Mm -hmm. We should uh, offer up a, what we feel is a more biblical position. Right. um, Even if that means costing reputation, you know, costing you a a place, a seat at the table, whatever it is. And even being the the thing that we argue or debate amongst ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? About a, a politician or a party is not whether or not this is good or bad for humanity or whether or not, you know, the the spirit behind someone was mean or kind or whatever, but it's like theologically, what do we believe mm-hmm. and how is this outworking, mm-hmm. outworking that mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, I like this position or don't like this position. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that is one thing we found that, that this article found, um, that this book found is that, um, conservative Christians or what we're calling just Christians, mm-hmm. um, were more likely to to dissent. In other words, there was less of a pressure to essentially just conform mm-hmm. to, I guess, the party line, the basic talking points, mm-hmm. um, which again is a good thing, mm-hmm. right? This says uh, progressive Christians are more partisan than conservative Christians, even as they chastise conservatives for being chained to a particular ideology, right? Which is really, mm-hmm. which is really interesting mm-hmm. and leads us into this third one, which is progressive Christians are more likely to seek converts among conservative Christians than among non-Christians. Right. So they're, because our, our, our highest uh, goal Mm -hmm. is the great commission Mm -hmm. to go into all the world and, uh, to make disciples. Mm -hmm. 
of Jesus teaching them to obey everything that he commanded. Mm -hmm. So in other words, what we believe we've been purposed to do in the earth is to, uh, to put it in the Apostle Paul's words, to transfer people from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of the beloved son, mm -hmm. from darkness to light, mm -hmm. from non-believer to believer. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what you see all throughout the New Testament. Mm -hmm. It is the conversion of non-Christian to, to Christian. Christian. Right. Um, and that's because foundationally we believe in um, a personal God mm -hmm. who has a will mm -hmm. and a redemptive plan. Mm -hmm. Heaven and hell are there realities. There is one way to have a There's relationship with him. one way to right. have a relationship with God the Father, and that's through the Son, Jesus Christ. And so because we believe all that, mm -hmm. our our highest goal is not converting uh, people who believe these things politically to what so believe we believe politically. politically right. Our highest goal is winning people mm -hmm. to, to Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. right? And because that theology is not their foundation, they don't right. care if you believe. Right. All they care is that you want to order society the way that they think society is best ordered. Right. Which is which is why when which we, is why progressive Christianity is no Christianity. Right. Well, and it's like when we say things, and I know in the in the episode with um uh Lisa Child Childers Childers that like it is two different religions. Yeah. And that sounds so. Um, it sounds like we're being. It sounds like we're being really like, alarmist, or you know, right? But really, know. what you're saying is the goals yeah. are different. Are completely yeah. different. We're not and, being offensive. And it can't be Christianity if the goal is not conversion to correct, right? To, to believe in Christ. Like right. I just let's like uh, let's just throw in a, a couple of scriptures, right? So like everyone knows John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, mm -hmm. that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Well, mm -hmm. why would the world need to be saved? Well, here's why. Jesus continues in, in verse 18. Mm -hmm. Whoever believes in him, that is the son, is not condemned. Mm -hmm. But whoever does not believe is condemned already mm -hmm. because he's not believed in the name of the only son of God. Mm -hmm. So Jesus saw his own mission as um, a people coming to the father through him and believing that he was sent by the father. Mm -hmm. And apart from that belief, apart from submission to the Lordship of Christ, it's not even that we're one day going to be condemned. Mm -hmm. What does Jesus say? It's that we're already right. condemned. He goes on in verse 36, um, that we're already under the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. um, we're already living in the judgment of our sin, which is going to culminate in eventual permanent separation mm -hmm. from God. And that's what the book of Revelation um, expounds upon in, in great detail. So we have a, a very acute goal, mm -hmm. right? It, it is nonsensical to us to win people over to a political persuasion. Mm -hmm. Now, it's perfectly sensible to us to say, well, because we believe in biblical truth, um, that there are certain positions that we absolutely mm -hmm. have to take, you know, whether it's abortion or mm -hmm. whatever else, you yeah, know, just right. like we're going to, the Bible is our ultimate foundation. So it's not an offensive thing to say what we're saying. It's just, I think the reality mm -hmm. that even progressive quote Christians are upholding right. and saying is true about right. themselves. Right. And maybe this is a question that we're not completely able to answer, but when you like to me, that was when we were, when we read this yesterday and we were texting back and forth about it, it was that third point that really even like open my eyes even more of mm -hmm. the stark difference in goals. Right. And it, it it's interesting, like, and, and I'm trying to figure out exactly how to ask this question, but if the goals are so different, like you, you have to ask the question, if a progressive Christian um, is more concerned with getting a conservative Christian mm -hmm. to come to their, essentially their side, their, their side of the aisle, their, their mm -hmm. of the aisle mm -hmm. um, are they, and again, like, are they missing the point completely? And have they maybe never even 
understood the point. Well, I think a lot of them probably grew up in conservative Christian environments mm -hmm. and for one reason or another, mm -hmm. either valid or invalid, mm -hmm. um, they've departed from that. Mm -hmm. So they probably have intellectually understood, mm -hmm. you know, what we would say is the point um, at some point, um, but then have made a, a departure. Um, and now they understand the point to be different. Now, here's my reflection upon it is this. Most belief systems that tend not to line up with um, a biblical view of things, I'm finding more and more tend to fall into the same category of an overrealized eschatology. Mm -hmm. And you have that happening in um, what we would call theologically liberal mm -hmm. circles, uh, which is theologically, theological liberalism is, is another term for progressive Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not a new phenomenon. Mm -hmm. um, as I was saying earlier, mm -hmm. you would, in, in many instances, um, I guess a kind of a more Marxist or neo-Marxist worldview would fall into that same camp. Uh, it, it's, it's all an attempt to enact mm -hmm. what they would say is the kingdom on the earth mm -hmm. and to bring, to bring a certain vision to life mm -hmm. um, here and now, mm -hmm. to take Revelation 21 and 22 mm -hmm you know, and make that, mm -hmm. uh, make that a reality now, mm -hmm. apart from the return of Christ mm -hmm. to finalize the arrival of the kingdom of heaven. Um, you also have that in uh, conservative circles as well. You know, if somebody is a post-millennialist, mm -hmm. um, that means that they believe Jesus returns after what Revelation 20 calls the millennium, um, which my personal belief on the millennium is that we are already in mm -hmm. the millennium. I'm mm -hmm. an amillennialist. Mm -hmm. And in some post-millennial camps, that can lead to a belief that the entire world will be, on the whole, mostly Christianized. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus returns, it will be returning to a vastly Christianized world. Mm -hmm. That in and of itself is not a, it's not inherently a dangerous belief because there are nuances within that in regards to how that's going to happen. Um, that could happen through the path of the cross. That could happen because Christians over the course of many, many, many centuries, and typically post-millennialists take a very, very long view of post-cross mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. And so over the course of many, 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 many centuries, Christians will walk the path of the cross and that will lead to the renewal of society and um, the world will become Christianized. There are a, uh, a, a faction of uh, post-millennialists who would be what you would call a theonomist, mm -hmm. Theo meaning God, nomos meaning law, God law, um, and they they would see it as we need to, it's not the path of the cross necessarily from, from what I understand, it's get in the halls of power, mm -hmm. top down, mm -hmm. completely reform society according to what they think is a biblical view of things. Typically, from my understanding, it's, it's drawn a lot out of the Old Testament, mm -hmm. um, and I think that gets you in some pretty heretical, mm -hmm. dangerous territory. Um, and so that's, that's, that is also an overrealized eschatology. Mm -hmm. I think when you do that, I mean, this is Mormonism. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's dispensationalism. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's this left behind book series mm -hmm. and the late great planet earth, right. like that's dispensationalism. Mm -hmm. And all, those are all different versions of the same thing, which is an overrealized eschatology mm -hmm. where I think mankind in their arrogance thinks that they know how to enact the kingdom mm -hmm. of God on the earth across a unified vision of the world, you know, that either ends in 
the cultural revolution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the left. Mm-hmm. It ends in, you know, uh, the Soviet Union going in the direction that they did, you know, pick your world leader in mm-hmm. that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, or it ends in something on the opposite political side of things, but would be, I think, equally as bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really good. It's really good. Well, we're going to link to this article in the show notes. And I'm sure we'll do some follow-ups on this. We always always somehow come back to this, uh, <laughs> always somehow come back to this topic. And um, I'm just really excited about where the podcast is headed. So make sure to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, uh, rate the podcast. We may or may not be owners of the Instagram handle Toxic Theology. <laughs> so if you've made it this far and you're hearing it, it may or may not be us. Yeah. So give that a follow. We may start having some fun with that. And um, we'll see you right back here next week. Bye.